Welcome to Queen Pod. Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of Queen Pod, where you get your soothing poetry recitations and storytelling. I really hope you enjoy this one. Catch you later. Hey, beautiful people, and happy Sunday. Today, we'll be doing something a little bit different. Want to guess? Well, I'll just tell you. It's story time, and I'll be telling a story from a collection of urban legends that I wrote a few months ago. Now, here's the thing. If you're the kind that gets scared easy, and it's not really your forte, then this episode might not be for you. But if you're the kind that's into heartthrobbing, suspense, thriller, sweaty palms, then this episode is definitely for you. And all I need you to do is sit back, relax, and enjoy. Madam Koi Koi the lights were out at the stroke of midnight. Darkness enveloped Victoria High School Lagos, a well-known all-girls secondary school. It was famous for its location beside a graveyard. For years, stories of ghostly encounters experienced by past students spread across the whole of Lagos. To be a student of the school, was to be one of strong will and heart. Of course, the stories were never verified. For all anyone knew, they were tall tales concocted by seniors to scare the wits out of junior students. Tonight, however, the events at occurred would prove otherwise. Adama Okeke an SS3 student woke up to pee at the demonic hour of 3 a.m. An hour notorious for entertaining all ghosts and ghouls, looking to have some torturous fun with unfortunate humans. She grabbed her torchlight from under her pillow and searched for her rubber flip-flops. Unable to find them, she opted for those of her GSS-1 bunkmate, taking a mental note to assign the juniors in her room to search for them. Her lips curved into a smile at the prospect of them not finding the flip-flops and the punishments she would administer to that effect. The night would have been silent if the crickets were not holding an important meeting with the rest of the nocturnal creatures. The shadows of the trees surrounding the dorm posed as crooked men with long bony fingers that stretched out. If Adama's bladder was not on the verge of popping, she would have crawled back into bed. It didn't help her case that her torchlight 
was in dire need of a battery change. If anything, the dull glow from the torchlight only succeeded in creating more crooked men. She made her way to the toilet, trying her best to ignore the sounds and at the same time sending accusing glances towards the shadows. Gingerly, she moved, cautious of the buckets, plastic cups and plates scattered on the floor. Without taking notice of a stray metal fork, she kicked at it and sent it sliding forward. The sound sent a bolt of electricity up her spine. She halted and attacked the source with the dim ray of her torchlight. When she discovered her monster, humiliation doused her like a cold bucket of water. Remembering that she needed a fork to complete her cutlery set, she walked swiftly towards it and bent to pick it up. Just then, a figure moved in the courtyard. Reacting quickly, she turned her body to the direction with such a strong force it sent her landing on her bum with a stud. She focused her touchlight, only for a line of wet clothes to meet her gaze. A frustrated sigh escaped her lips. Her free palm smacked hard on the floor. Before anyone could come out and question her sanity, she stood up. Irritated by her edginess, she concluded that the darkness toppled with the ghost stories she heard two days ago were the only entities tormenting her. Still very much interested in the fork, it was picked up and shoved into the pocket of her nightdress. The walk continued. At the entrance of the toilet, she felt an intense chill. She hugged herself tightly and frowned her brows. It wasn't that cold on her walk to the back though. Irritation warmed into anger. The paranoia was becoming old. She was not a thermometer. Shaking it off, she took a step in, only to be halted again. Her heart threatened to outrun Olsen Boat. Her mind drifted, but she was quick to reel it back in. It could not be. It had to be one of those GSS-1 students who woke up too early to try and beat the morning rush. It was two hours until devotion, so it made sense. There and then, she decided. No more ghost stories. It was either that or a straitjacket. The latter was unacceptable, of course. Firm on her decision, she entered the toilet, quickly using her palm as a makeshift nose max to ward off the smell of concentrated pee and period blood. Careful not to step into puddles of unnatural substances, that couldn't find your way into the toilet bowls. She checked each stall for the most acceptable one. 
settling on the last stall at the extreme left. She got in and locked the door. She rose her nightdress and proceeded to pee, only for the sound to return. Using the same conclusion, she ignored it. At that point, she realized that P wasn't the only thing that needed an immediate release from her body. Thankfully, a rolled up tissue was present in her nightdress. She quickly set up the toilet and sat down. The sound returned. This time, Adama had just about had it with the restless junior. Channeling her frustration from the events of the night, she said, Yes, that girl outside. Are you the first to wake up? Will you fly? And I said, fly to your room before I come outside and backhand you. The sound continued, getting closer. Oh, okay. You think I'm joking with you, eh? Oh yeah, nah. Wait, dear. Don't go anywhere. Let me finish. Hmm. You are dead today. Adama said, sure the girl would get the message and scrap. The sound went on, only this time it was accompanied with the sound of a door being banged open. This child must have a death wish, Adama thought, willing herself to finish up fast, to treat the Aaron Jr. a well-deserved lesson. The sound went on as each stall door towards the last was banged open. Adama was lost. Either the junior was eager to meet her end, or someone, probably her mate, was trying to prank her. Either way, she would not stand for it. Hearing the bang of the stall door beside hers, she hastily wiped her bum and stood up, ready for the brave idiot that chose such an early morning to meet her maker. The sound moved towards her stall and stopped. She made to open the door, but seized when she heard a throaty mourn. She pointed the faint ray of her light downwards, illuminating a pair of rotten black leather vintage palms. The palms housed small ashen feet with what looked like maggots wiggling in and out of rotten holes, her throat locked, and beads of sweat formed on her temple. 
she pressed her eyes shut and opened them again. The feet were still very much visible. The handle of the door started to jiggle forcefully. She shrieked. The move made her drop her torchlight and it smashed on the floor, leaving her in darkness. Frozen in fear, the jiggle continued, showing the determination of whatever stood in front of the door and its need to get in. Soon, the whole door started to shake violently. Adama struggled to breathe. A palm pressed at her chest to stop her heart from fleeing. This was the end. Death was female and she had terrible taste in shoes. She wondered if no one could hear the ruckus. No, she prayed. Prayed with every bone in her body that someone would hear and come save her. Then suddenly, it stopped. The pair of feet took a step back and left. Adama risked a sigh of relief. She buried her face in her palms, positive the thing had gone. She was wrong. An icy breath fanned the back of her neck. Her head jerked up. In haste, she reached for the handle of the door. Escape abandoned her. Skeletal fingers gripped her shoulders and pulled her back with inhuman strength. Adama screamed. Thank you for listening. This has been Green Pod, and I'll be back next week Sunday. Thank you.